Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. We're going to talk to Chris Mannix, senior NBA writer from Sports Illustrated, coming up momentarily for your daily assist. In fact, uh, let's go ahead and get to it. Austin, if you please. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Cold weather is here. Is your home's heating system ready? Lee's Heating and Air is now offering their winter furnace checkup for only 59 bucks. Call Lee's Heating and Air today, 801-747-LEES or online at leesheatac.com. We get out to the Sprint special guest line. Uh, lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated, our friend Chris Mannix. Hi, Chris. What's going on, man? Hey, we're just uh, we're just managing the buzz around here, as you imagine. A lot of Jazz fans excited about the potential of this team after playing so well, and now Mike Conley makes his return. And through two games, he's been uh, on a bit of a restriction, Mike. But so far, so good. How important is it that he be, um, you know, that this go well, getting him back into the the lineup? Oh, in- incredibly important. And I've I've said this, I know, on the show a number of times, and. You know, as as he works his way back in, I'm not sure I'll be writing it, but he's kind of the the, the X factor for this whole team. I mean, we, we've pretty well established that at this point. You know, the Jazz are going to be a very good to you know excellent defensive team. That's that's pretty much clear. Um, you know, I, I think Joe Ingles has done a remarkable job as the playmaker. I think the last five games he's led the team in assists. Uh, But Mike Conley is the guy. He has a lot of playoff experience. He is a 20-point-per-game type scorer. Uh, In the the brief stints he's had, I mean, the Indiana game was a terrific outing for him, you know, six for eight from the floor in that game. But uh, they need him to be capable of playing 30-ish minutes a night. And as he gets healthier and gets his rhythm under him, I'm very anxious to see how he fits in with this group. Well, offensively, this team has been on another level, Chris, uh, as we've talked to you about before, shooting threes, and and their offensive rating right now is absolutely through the roof. I mean, if he can come back and do what we're talking about, it seems like the Jazz could be that defensive team uh, that you talked about and then have an elite offense, and it's it's what we've been talking to you about for years, what they need. Yeah, it's kind of what we thought the Jazz might be coming into this season. I mean, Mike Conley was supposed to be that guy that takes a little bit of pressure off of uh, Donovan Mitchell, gives them another backcourt option. And in his absence, you know, you've seen Bogdanovic have himself some nice games, including most recently. Uh, Royce O'Neal obviously earned himself a new contract uh, with this group. I mentioned Ingles before. So they, they've got the supporting cast there. And if Conley can be something close to the player he was last year, this is a team right there in the mix. I mean, every team in the Western Conference, even the top teams, They've got a flaw. I mean, I was at the Celtics-Laker game last night. The backcourt is a problem, I think, for the Lakers. You know, Kyle Kuzma is a problem for the Lakers. The Clippers, you know, when Kawhi plays, you know, they tend to be really good. But, 
You know, you, you never know with with that group. Um, the Jazz have an opening here. I mean, he's got rough start. I mean, they've got a real chance here to make a run and and kind of live up to those lofty expectations. Chris Mannix is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, Chris, in the next stretch of games, they're going to play Houston twice, Dallas twice, and Denver twice. I mean, that's that's a rough stretch. We're going to find out some answers through that. Yeah, no question. And it's teams that play extremely differently, obviously. With You know, you play the Rockets, it's isolation heavy. You play the Nuggets, there's 10 guys that can beat you. And I think you'll get a real sort of flavor for just how good that defense is at this point. And certainly – a series or a sequence of tests for Mike Conley. I mean, if he's in the lineup against Harden and Westbrook, you know, he's going to have to guard one of those two guys out there on the floor. The, you know, Jamal Murray with the Nuggets, he's an excellent player, and, and you've got guys up and down the board that he's going to have to uh, to show himself against. So, yeah, I mean, the, the short way, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you're going to, you've seen the Jazz play well against good teams. The Pacers are a solid team that they, they beat the other night, but you know this is the medal of the Western Conference they're going up against, and I think we'll have a pretty clear idea of just how far the Jazz have come after this stretch. Let's talk about the Rockets for a second, Chris. Chris Mannix of Sports Illustrated with us, and James Harden, you know, rough down the stretch, and uh, they blew a, a, a big lead against Oklahoma City, a team that was obviously pretty fired up to go up against the Rockets, and they've struggled. They've lost four consecutive games, and what's your take on them right now and the, the pairing between Harden and Westbrook? I'm just not a big believer that this Rockets mix can can win anything significant. I mean, James Harden is an unbelievable player. I mean, he's averaging, what, 37 points per game. He's leading the NBA in minutes. He's incredibly durable. And, you know, he's made it work alongside Westbrook, who is not an easy guy to to make it work, uh, work with. But can they make it work to a championship level? Do they have enough shooting around them to be uh, effective? I just don't think so. I mean, the more you watch the Rockets, the more you think that a couple of years ago their window closed. When they were in the conference finals with Golden State, that was the best of the Houston Rockets. Um, I, I don't know if they can get that back. And if this if this season ends, you know, abruptly, I, I don't know what they do. I mean, Harden's over thirty, Westbrook's over thirty. You know, these guys they're not going to get better as they get uh, as they get older. So you start to really think that 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 opportunity they had to beat the Warriors, uh, maybe that was their only chance to win a championship. Is Daryl Morey going to feel uh, the heat uh, at all because they've got that Fertitta as an, as an owner who seems to demand results? Yeah, it, look, I think Daryl's an excellent GM, and I, I think you have to give Daryl credit for the fact that he has overhauled this organization multiple times, and he's done it without having to go through a major rebuilding process. If you go back to you know the transition from Yao Ming to the next era to this one right now, um, it, it's impressive. Not a lot of GMs can pull off what Daryl has pulled off, and he's always gone big game hunting, which is how he got Harden and how he got Westbrook. But you're right. I mean, it is a new ownership, a uh, new owner there, and Tillman Fertitta. And you know, you don't know. You still don't know, frankly, what kind of damage has been done with the result of what happened with the China stuff, and how that resonates with ownership there. So if this team does fail, uh, you know, Daryl's got a long term contract, but you know, you wonder if 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 this if this uh, whole experiment doesn't work, if it winds up costing him. All right, I did see your piece. You mentioned you were the Celtics-Lakers. I, I did see your write-up on that, and I saw you wrote also about the Bucks recently. So Milwaukee, you know, they're great, and they're on top of the East and looking at everybody else, but how wide is that gap between them and teams like the Celtics? It's pretty wide. Um, you know, they, they're just – there's not a lot of flaws there. I mean, Giannis, in my opinion, should be the unanimous MVP this year. I mean, he's putting up kind of – 
the kind of numbers we haven't seen since Shaq's, you know, MVP season in the late 90s, early 2000s, and he's also doubling as maybe the best defensive player in the league, at least in terms of versatility. Um, and they've got guys around him that make sense. I mean, I, I harp on this a lot, but drafting matters. The Jazz have done a great job drafting players over the years, and Milwaukee's done a really solid job drafting players. I mean, they lose out on Malcolm Brogdon because they couldn't pay him or didn't want to pay him, and they're able to replace him in part because Dante DiVincenzo in his second year has been ready to play and, and given them a real spark with that second unit. Um, their free agent acquisitions are solid. Wesley Matthews gives them a defensive presence. Robin Lopez, another backline big man. There's not a lot of flaws there. I think the only kind of question mark is probably with Eric Bledsoe, who has had his problems in the last two postseasons. If Bledsoe struggles again, there isn't the safety net of Malcolm Brogdon, but I don't think they, they feel that, not in the Eastern Conference playoffs. I mean, maybe if you get to the finals, that becomes a bigger issue, but that Milwaukee team's 11 deep, and they're always going to have the best player on the floor, and, and that, that's, that really is important. So similar question about the Western Conference, and maybe not fair to ask you after watching that particular Laker game, but you know, how do you group the West? Are the Lakers far and away better? Do you put them in the same category as the Clippers still? How are you seeing that? No, I don't think anybody's far and away better than anybody, really. I mean, I think the Lakers, you know, the Lakers to me will go as far as Kyle Kuzma allows them to go. And that sounds weird to say, but you know what you're going to get out of LeBron. You certainly know what you're going to get out of Anthony Davis, but Kuzma's that third guy, and he has been very inconsistent in that role all season long. His biggest games have come when, you know, one of those two guys is out or, or injured or are dealing with something, and that's not what's going to be the case in the playoffs. I mean, you need Kuzma to be efficient, and he hasn't shown he can be that. And when you go up against good teams, good defensive teams, they can lock in on you. They'll find ways to make Kuzma the guy that beats you. If you can't do it, it's going to be a problem. And look, even if he is playing well, there's not a big difference between, I think, the the, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, and the Jazz. I, I, don't, I don't see it. They're built differently, for sure, but... Each of these teams, I think, is is ready for a seven-game war against each other if they all wind up in the second round. So with that in mind about Kuzma, we heard some you know quiet rumors, I guess, a couple of weeks ago that uh, they may be interested in moving him. Is there maybe some legitimacy to that? Well, I think in the right deal they would. I mean, if it meant getting Bogdanovic out of Sacramento, probably you know that gets done. I just don't think Sacramento is that crazy. Uh, Kuzma's got a very good contract, though, and... I don't know if, you know, the Lakers want to win this year, but what if Kuzma develops in the next couple of years? I mean, we've seen great players, guys like Chris Bosh and, and Kevin Love, struggle as the third option alongside LeBron and another star. Um, you know, Kuzma could be going through his version of it right now. So I'm not sure the Lakers want to just give up on him, but if there's a high-level player that's available, I, I would expect Rob Palenka to, to look hard at it right now because that's, the, that, that's a big question mark for that team. I know we've asked you about this multiple times, but the Jazz now 30 and 13. Is that third tied for really tied for second uh, in the West? Is that good enough to get them two All Stars? Well, yeah. I mean, well, no, I shouldn't say I have no idea. I mean, this, is, <laughs> this is such a wide open, right? A uh, wide open race for for All Stars. Donovan Mitchell's an All Star. I think that's that to me is 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 very clear. Uh, does Gobert get on the all-star team? I, I thought he was a little sluggish to start the season and, and has come around as that defensive anchor uh, in recent weeks and even even months. But it's tough, man. There's a lot of good players in that conference right now, and it's it's, it's going to be difficult. I mean, I think the voting – I know that the I did my starter voting uh, just last week, and I'm not sure when the coaches make their picks, but it, it's going to be really tough. There's probably 15 guys, I think, that – 
that deserve to make the All-Star team in the West this year. And Gobert's one of them, I think, for sure. It's just it's, it, it, he just might be a victim of a numbers game. Are you as excited as I am to see how the players didn't take their All-Star vote seriously? I mean, this thing, the whole thing needs to be kind of overhauled, doesn't it? I mean, I, I, you know, I hate to knock the fans, but 100,000 fans, or well, no, 700,000 fans, whatever, Taco Fall, and he's right. played all of 21 minutes in Boston this year. So, you know, maybe we ought to rethink um, – Breathing that one. Not to say that the media should, you know, be the end all be all in this, but I speaking for myself, I do plenty of research on on this stuff. I, you know, run my tough calls by six or seven different coaches um, every time and you know, I think that's what you want anyway when you're you're doing all star voting to to have the, the best players there and people that are doing the voting do as much due diligence as possible. So yeah, I can I think it, you know if it does turn out goofy with the player vote, then maybe you know it needs to be reconsidered again because I don't think the fan voting works all that well either. I mean, the counter argument is it's a fan's game, and you know who cares? Like if they want to see, let's say Taco Fall, for example, and he winds up getting the most votes, then whatever. But um, I, I think you want to see the most deserving players make the All Star team, and, and that's hard to do in the current circumstances. Well, and and you're you know you're talking to a small market here in Salt Lake, who who I think would certainly agree with you, no doubt about it. Um, Chris, thank you very much. As always, it's always a highlight of our week to hear from you. We appreciate it, man. You got it, anytime. Thanks, Chris. Chris Mannix, senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated, and he joins us each and every week right here on the Big Show on ninety-seven five and twelve eighty The Zone. You know the Jazz been playing well, but I, I'm with Chris, and he's been consistent about this too. Is that they have to find a way to make it work with with Mike Conley to get him performing at his you know max level for you know a couple of reasons that uh, he's making thirty million dollars but also that they're they're not going to be the contenders that they can be without him it's it's just he's too good and and he's too his potential role on the team is too big tell me what you think uh him being out with that injury how that will help him get better or or be better with the utah jazz than he was before going out with that hamstring uh, I mean, there's there's uh, nicer ways. To, well, let, let me put it this way. I hope that he figured out the best way that he can come in and contribute um, to make the team better. Does that that make sense? Like, I, I don't want to use the, the phrase fall in line because I don't think he's been a disruption. Yeah, he hasn't I, been I, insubordinate. I, yeah. I don't think that uh, I don't think it's been that far. But like, you know, come in and say, OK, you guys, this is this is going really well. You're playing really well. You're playing at an elite level. So how can I make that even more elite? Tell me what I can do, and I'm going to go do it. You know, and again, I don't want to talk about Mike specifically because I don't know. But like, like for example, Russell Westbrook, here's a player who's going to go out to get his regardless. And uh, like after last night's game with, with Houston, he didn't seem broken up about the loss at all. You mean when he stole the pass from... uh, He had a triple-double, right? And there was that play, and Locke uh, had a retweet about this uh, earlier today, where there was a play where James Harden did his thing and created a wide-open three-pointer for P.J. Tucker. I mean, nobody in the same county. And there's good old Russell Westbrook, who was, one, way out of position. Because there's not a chance that he was supposed to stand there on that play. If you go look at it, you're like, what are you doing in his pocket? What is the matter with you? If I'm P.J. Tucker, I'm looking at him like, are you serious right now? There's no way you're supposed to be right there. And then Harden passes it to Tucker. Westbrook jumps in front of it, grabs it. 
goes recklessly into the lane only to take what, like a fadeaway corner three? Yes. You just look at it and go, what was that? It was so bizarre. It was so bad. It was so funny. It was so bad. It looked like an SNL sketch. It did. It did. It. I, I mean, you look at and, and like we always used to talk about Russell Westbrook, how he chased his teammates out of the lane so he'd get the rebound for the triple double, like that. And I'm picking on Russ for the reason because he's the most obvious example of what I'm talking about, but he's certainly not the only one. Is that you want Mike to come in and say, "Hey, how can I make you guys better? Because I'm really good, so I can make this team better. So tell me how I can do it, and I'm going to go do it." And I think Mike eventually ends up in the in the starting lineup. But I like it that he's coming back with the bench unit and instead of totally disrupting it. He's fitting in as opposed to guys. I'm Mike Conley because he could do that, right? He's got the clout. He's he's making that big max money. He come in and say, "Hey guys, I'm Mike Conley. I'm gonna I'm gonna do me. I'm gonna go play my game and and get out of the way." I don't think he's gonna do that, but he could. So I I want to see him come back and carve out his own niche in this Jazz. No, and I don't want to say offense because I think it's both sides of the ball. But yeah. on this team, how instead of you know taking somebody's how he can create for somebody else. I think that's a really good way to put it because I I think there are some that I was in, I was in the camp that I was expecting him to score 15 points a night when the season started and that's what the Jazz were going to need from him. Now I'm to the point Jake where I've seen enough obviously where they don't need 15 points a night from Mike Conley. The offense is in fact since the I did a little bit of some fun math ahead of the Pacers game last night between the time they lost in Indiana and last night, the Jazz offense went from 22nd in the league to second in offensive rating. And that was with Mike Conley out most of that time. They don't need Mike Conley to come in and score 15, 18, 20 points a night. They've got Boyan. They've got Joe Ingles. They've got Donovan. They've got Rudy. They've got uh, Royce O'Neal who can score. They've got Emmanuel Moutier who can put up some points. What they need for Mike Conley is the veteran, savvy, see things, the vision that Mike Conley has acquired over 16 years mm-hmm. in the NBA? How long? 13 years? How long has he been 13, in, the, I think. in the league? Yeah. And that's what they need. They don't need necessarily him to score a lot and to shoot the ball a lot. And that's, I think, what, was, what he was trying to do when the season began, and that was not working. Now, having sat out all this time with the hamstring, I think he's able to see, you know what? Here's where I can input my my uh, stuff, my work ethic, and keep this thing going up. Like you said, not disrupt it, but add there too. But contribute to it. Without right. having to come in and be like, well, you got to have 20 points for me. Right. Rain dance. Yeah. Right. I got to get mine. And and here's, and I know I sound like a broken record on this, but I've been on vacation for a few days, so folks out there haven't heard it. Uh, but it's, it's why Donovan's leadership style this year has been so fascinating to me. And you 100% heard Dennis Lindsay talk about it when he joined us uh, in the 3 o'clock hour. And uh, we've got that up at, at 1280thezone.com if you want to give that um, a listen. But Donovan has created a pretty selfless vibe on this team. I mean, it's, it's obvious, right? You listen to him talk. You see how they behave. You know, Austin, you've been in the locker room after wins, and it's all it's it's fun. It's fun. People interrupting the the you know the media availability, and we all see the water thing with with Kristen Kenny and like Donovan does. He mentions at least half a dozen teammates in every post game. Yeah, I had a nice night, but did you see what Royce did? Did you did you see? I mean, Rudy, the big fella. Like, how many times have we heard him say the big? Oh man, the big fella was just unstoppable. And like, I mean, he just goes through it and he says, "Hey, this guy deserves credit, and that guy deserves credit," and it creates a vibe amongst the team. We've heard Joe Ingles talk about it on DJ and PK a ton, right? 
So fit into that vibe. Come in. Dish out a few assists. Get the blender going. Give out some high fives. Uh, you know, become winning's fun. Become part of that wave, right? Uh, and part of that group. And and I think that will be somewhat of a challenge for Mike because you have to fit in, and you have to figure out how you can fit in. So we're gonna watch it. And so far, so good because there's a lot on the line. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. And it's got to happen successfully. And I've got my tickets for the parade. So I know don't, you don't do. Disappoint me. I know you do. All right, we'll get into. We can get into some more jazz basketball coming up next. If you want to uh, participate in the conversation, you can tweet us at Jake Scott Zone, at Austin Horton. If you want to bother Gordon on vacation, feel free at Gordon Monson as well. I mean, just just lob him with tweets saying, "Hey, guy." Actually, there's not a chance he sees it. Nope. He doesn't see it when he's here. No, so. he, that's true. He doesn't see it when he's here. Joe Baird might see it. So, yeah, that's true. His coworkers. Right. His, his, fine, his fine, fine coworkers. Uh, all right. We'll have more straight ahead. Stay tuned. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, Ryan from the Dish Professionals. And let me tell you, Ryan, just getting back from vacation, uh, there's all sorts of ways to keep up with what's going on. Uh, you, you know, you can sling, you can uh, you can just uh, get to the DVR when you get home, but no longer do you ever have to miss something you want to watch uh, when you go on vacation, even internationally. Even internationally, yeah, I've uh, I've done that. Uh, so this is pretty cool. The Amazon Fire Stick uh, uh, kind of changes the ball game because now you can take that thing and plug it into a TV and the other side of the world and open the Dish Anywhere app, and uh, boom, there's your DVR, all your shows, all your recordings. Um, this is the thing, you know, we get a lot of customers that uh, cut the cord. They made the switch, they cut the cord. And then they end up uh, paying, you know, 50 bucks a month for Hulu and $49 a month for YouTube TV, and they're trying to get all their uh, channels together. Plus, they're paying for Netflix. You know, they want that. And and maybe they got Amazon Prime Video, and they're paying for that. So the, overall, they end up paying the same, and it's kind of convoluted mix, and they're missing out. And here's the thing. If you're one of those customers, guys, it's simple. Sign up with Dish. This package is like 60 bucks a month. We'll get you the hopper. Two terabyte HD DVR. Guys, it comes with a killer voice remote. Say what you want. It'll look through YouTube. It'll look through Netflix. It'll look um, through all the Dish's content, 100,000 shows. Um, it'll automatically record all your local channels every single night. So all those shows are there. And then we go back to watch them. It'll auto-hop the commercials. There's truly nothing out there that compares to this. Um, you can control your thermostat with your remote. Um, you can see who's at your door when somebody rings your uh, doorbell with the uh, the Nest doorbell cam. Now it pops up like a picture-in-picture on your TV. It's it's easy. It's simple. We'll take care of everything. We'll come out and install it all, set up one remote to run your whole entire system, and you'll end up saving money. Plus, it's a two-year offer and a two-year price guarantee. That's really a big deal because if your current provider is probably going to raise their rates maybe twice in the next two years, and actually most likely twice, maybe more, um, you're going to be locked in until 2022. Um, great promotion. We'll get you the best price guaranteed. Um, we're a premier retailer for Dish, which basically means we're the storefront for Dish. And uh, ask if I can get a doorbell cam for free. 
from us. And uh, this is one that will pop up on your TV. Also, ask us about our uh, our phone bundling uh, programs that we have, where truly you can save hundreds of dollars a month just in that alone. Next day installation, best price guaranteed. And, guys, hey, we're local. Remember that? It's important. We'll get you also hook you up with dinner at another great local place, JCW's. Call us now, 801-424-DISH. 801-424-DISH, 801-424-DISH. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And the Washington State Cougars, Saturday at 5 p.m. Bring a packaged teddy bear for the Ford Teddy Bear Toss at halftime. For tickets, call 801-581-UTICS or visit utahutes.com. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, little uh, Ain't No Sunshine. Who's this going out to, uh, Austin? My friend, actually, Jeremy Christensen. But he wanted the Bill Withers uh-huh. version. All right. Uh, I don't have that version, so I went with me first in the Gimme Gimme's. Which is always good, in my opinion. Good job. They are the best cover band of all time. I Them and Richard Cheese. <laughs> and then my guy Richard Cheese. I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, Gordo is going to be back m- next week. So we're doing it's a th- uh, Total Request Tuesday, where um, and we're doing a little theme that's missing. So the song's about missing someone. You can tweet at Austin Horton at Jake Scott Zone if you want to uh, send in a request on a Total Request Tuesday. Uh, Austin, I understand that uh, that we do not talk a ton of baseball on this show, and we've got tons of basketball coming up. We're hoping to track down uh, Craig Bowlerjack in the five o'clock hour, although he is uh, that is dependent on the flight landing. So we're hoping to talk to Bowler in the five o'clock hour. But a couple of things of note from a baseball standpoint: uh, Derek Jeter and Larry Walker were elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame today. Yeah, that's a good day for the Colorado Rockies. Great day for the Montreal Expos. False. It it is it is a great day to be an Expos fan. Not only are we world champions, but now Larry Walker is going into the Hall of Fame. Austin is claiming him as a Rocky. And by the way, Austin, you're an Angels fan. What is this? Who am I talking to? PK? Colorado's Who? my National League team. Always have been. Okay. All right. Fair First enough. MLB game I went to, actually. I love that stadium. Coors it's a great stadium. Oh, yeah. Coors Field's amazing. Uh, Andre Galarraga hit a home run. As did Larry Walker that day. Look at you. And he played five seasons in Montreal. No, one, two, three, four, five, six seasons in Montreal. Okay? Six. Uh-huh. You tell me if this number is bigger or smaller than six. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten seasons. Nine and a half seasons in Colorado. He's still an expo off. And one and a half seasons in St. Louis. If they could afford to pay anybody in Montreal, he would have been an expo for life. But much like Randy Johnson and uh, and Marquise Grissom and all these great players, uh, Pedro Martinez, Bartolo Colon, just a laundry list of the who's who Missing the very of best. Major League Baseball. My guy, Alou. Bad Vlad. Oh, Vladimir Guerrero? Yeah, he was the best. He's in the Hall of Fame with what on his hat? 
should be an expo. An Angels logo. Should, which is ridiculous. Not because, ridiculous okay, at all. His, he had his best years with the Angels. That is ludicrous. It's, Look it up. He had his best years with the Expos. Ludicrous. You are crazy. Now his son is with uh, Toronto. So. You, are, you are a crazy person. But Larry Walker is one of my favorites of all time. Derek Jeter, yeah. But Larry Walker. Yeah, I always thought Jeter was kind of overrated. Larry, why? Give me him every day. Over Derek Jeter? Yeah. I'm with you. I'll take Larry. I'll put him at shortstop over Derek Jeter. <laughs> I'm not going to have that guy. You can uh, keep him in his gift baskets. Oh, nice. Nice. I forgot about that story. Well, that's really my biggest problem with him. Was that that he would give gift, ba- gift baskets to his girlfriends? Girlfriends is liberal. Um, his, uh, Girl visitors? Yeah. yeah his, uh, his, his visitors. Uh, his companions? Uh, it's just called being nice. Yeah. I, I think it's... Yeah, well, podcast this later because I can't talk on air of what I think it, it's nigh to. So, uh, and he just gets a pass because he plays for the damn Yankees. Uh, well, I, you know, Jeter's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, you can't really argue too much. I mean, he had a lot of success. Most overrated hitter in the history I, of the game. I 100% don't disagree with you, Austin. He I blooped a single to win the game in his final at bat, and everyone's like, he's the greatest Yankee ever. No, people who say that are. are I've seen bunts go further. <laughs> People that say that are are off base uh, and wearing a Yankees. Hat. Yeah, well, even Yankee fans, if you can't look at the history of the New York Yankees and say that Derek Jeter is the best Yankee yes. of all time, you, that's that you're on acid. If you if you think, and, and even if you think Derek Jeter was great, is he really better than Babe Ruth? No, I don't think so. I think Mickey Mantle might have been better. Oh, that's I think I mean, there's, come on, uh, yeah. yeah. I think and we didn't see these guys play, and we know it. Right. Right. Yeah, anyway. He's, but yeah. he is a Hall of Famer. We're having a little fun here. That's what I'm saying. He is a Hall of Famer. But you you can, not with a straight face, argue that he's the best Yankee of all time. That That is just sheer craziness. But yeah, I'm stoked about uh, about Larry Walker. There you go. And then one more. Uh, this I'll just read right from the report here. The Los Angeles City Council unanimously approved a resolution Tuesday urging Major League Baseball to strip recent World Series championships from the Houston Astros and Boston Red Sox and award them to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, Austin, you you look like you have an opinion on this. Oh, matter. yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'd like to hear it. What what do you think? I bet it differs from mine. Uh, well, maybe, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, first of all, I think stripping anyone of championships is just is stupid, as though it didn't happen. That These things took place. They won the World Series. Did they do it on the up and up? No. Did Louisville uh, recruit have recruiting violations? Yeah. But suddenly we, we just don't have a champion that year. They're still the champion. But secondly, why would you want that? At, why would you want forever to say, yeah, we won the World Series in this year and that year, but really we didn't. It was just given to us as a loser's prize because we took in, we took second and the other person cheated. That would be so cheap. That wouldn't matter. That wouldn't be the magic of being a World Series champion. I think is gone because you lost the games. I, I think you. I think you're 100 percent right. I, I do. Do we I, differ? No, no, no. Okay. We we really don't. I'll take it a different angle here in a, in a second. I uh, I'm with you. I, I guess I feel bad for the Dodgers and their fans, but there's there's really no well, way. Don't, to, don't do that. There's yeah, that's true. There's no way to fix it though, as you accurately point out. You're not going to fix. Nobody's coming away from this thing happy, right? You just want to. I want to see the Astros significantly punished to deter this kind of behavior from happening in the future and it does taint 
whatever accomplishments that they had. And I will say that forever because, you know, that they cheated. My reaction to this story is, can, can, can politicians please pay attention to something that they can actually do? I mean, do you, do you think Major League Baseball uh, read the news today and thought, you know what, they passed a resolution in Los Angeles. Oh, dear, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We should take away this World Series because some city council in L.A. passed a resolution. <laughs> it's I mean, it's city such, council, it, too. It's such a waste of time. It's not the governor. No, it's not a senator. It's the city council. It's Jim that runs a, a, a gym on the corner. I'm not an L.A. resident, Austin, but I am guessing that there is a couple of matters that probably require the city council's attention before this. No? Does everyone have a home? Can we? Is, is, is everyone housed properly in LA? If that's, and fed, and clothed, and medical, if that's all covered, and every citizen's children it has equal opportunity to the best education they can get, then maybe, maybe, after everyone's yard is perfectly manicured, and there's no potholes left, and on and on and on and on, then maybe you can maybe send a note to Major League Baseball that will then just get thrown in the garbage. Maybe. <laughs> just such a waste of time. Such a waste of time. Rob Manfred's like, oh my goodness, the city council of L.A.? we got to do something about this. We've got to do something now. Call a press conference. I mean, come on. Give me Cooperstown stat. We got records to destroy. <laughs> they hope to accomplish with this. Nothing. Nothing. This was a giant waste of their time. We want the trophy. Okay, go away. And an attempt to get on ESPN.com. That's that's what it was. So now some baseball fan in L.A. is going to read this story and think, hey, those guys are on the ball. They're not. Well, and, and to that, you know, playing the politics game, it's not a bad way to get your constituents to re-vote for you. To say, hey, I'm a fan of the Dodgers, too. See what I did? Because let, let's be real. People like their sports teams a lot. Donovan Mitchell would win governor if probably, he ran. Probably. Probably. He'd be a terrible governor, but he'd win. Overall point is, you, can't, you cannot fix this. Not that I think he's a bad person. No, no, no. He's just not. And, I, I'd be a terrible governor. And more and more, I'm actually thinking uh, I have this opinion about uh, like the, the two-minute report from refs in the NBA. Like, just because you admitting that you're a corrupt bozo does not make it any better. Does it make anybody feel any better? In fact, it kind of makes me feel worse. You know? Right. Just, just let me have the illusion that somehow in your brain you thought that that was the right call. Give me that. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> what good does it do? Which they did that the other night, but anyway. It, but did it help? No, it didn't. Did anybody feel better? No, and it, it enraged my blood, in is, fact. Is there uh, one extra W in the in the column for the Utah Jazz? little asterisk there. So, why even do it? Why even do it? You think they ought to add a third column? Wins, losses, last two-minute wins. It doesn't count towards the playoff season, but you can just keep track of, well, we would have won had this uh, gone the correct way. I think like I, I think they should have okay the I, I think they should have the violation when it happened what was wrong the official and then the the final category to be on what to do now and then in every little box it's the middle finger emoji <laughs> Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. So we made this mistake and here's what's going to happen middle finger emoji. Because that's because uh, that's it. Yeah. It's yeah. We made this mistake. Make you feel any better? Nope. Well, have a nice day. All right. 
I was merging several topics. Which, right which there. should be the response from Manfred to the LA City yeah, It should be as well, just a middle finger emoji. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. We'll have the Not Sports Report coming up next. We're open bowler in the five o'clock hour, but tons of jazz talk. Dennis Lindsay uh, was on the show in the three o'clock hour as well. I'm guessing you'll hear that interview at some point in the future. Stay tuned. Big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. A little blink going out to who, Austin? Oh, like 20 people requested this song. It's a total request So you, if you picked it, there you go. Thank you for picking it. It's a good song. You a blink guy back in the day? Uh, Back in the day, yeah, yeah, yeah. Enema of the State, one of the best albums of all time. Especially from the punk rock. From that genre? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, it's time for the not sports report, usually from Gordon, but uh, I'll fill in today. And actually, this so it'll be good. This this does have something to do with sports, so it's not completely not sports related. But the not sports report brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over one thousand used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at lhmusedcars.com. All right, since Gordon likes to apply this to us every day, Gordon, because I or uh, Austin, I look forward to the the question where he paints us into an awkward light before you know. Getting to the point, but let me ask you this: You, you mean the questions he doesn't answer himself? Have yes, those okay. those exactly. Uh, have you taken a date to a sporting event? Yes, that several. Thing? That a thing? Uh, you ended up on. Have you ended up on the the big big screen or on TV? Uh, no, I don't think I have ever been on the screen or TV when on a date. W- whilst on a, on yeah. a date? Okay. Have you? Uh, no, no, I, I honestly have not. But working in this industry as long as I did, or I have, I guess, I, I, I don't take a lot of dates to sporting events. Because usually, really? if, well, if I'm going to a sporting event, I'm usually working. Ah. If I'm not working and going out on a date, then I, you know, I'm going to pick the movies or something. I, in fact, brought my uh, then girlfriend, now wife, uh, on a date to a jazz game that I was working. Now, with, with permission. Did you really? Because it was kind of last second that I had to do it. Okay, and, yeah. all right. So that that's not something that I usually do, but I got I got to tell you this if 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 and we'll get to this story. This happened in uh, let's see here. This happened in Ecuador, I think. Anyway, uh, yeah, Ecuador. A guy goes to a sporting event with his uh, with a girl who is not his spouse. All right, let's just let's put it that way. The right way to say it. And there's a there's a video out there where the, during the television broadcast, he got videotaped kissing this woman sitting next to him. Now, in this clip, you can see the guy realizing that it just got caught on camera and that he is in really big trouble. And you, it, it's, it's a span of like 10 seconds. He goes from making out to, oh, crap. So, you know, lots of people just saw that, right? My life's over. So, and we'll get to his response here in a minute because it's- He talked? It's interesting. Yeah, he, he talked on, on social media. Um but I and I guess I don't understand that. Not that I'm looking to give somebody pointers into extramarital affairs, but why would you take your girlfriend to a big public sporting event like that? Not that not that you 
necessarily plan on getting caught on camera, but aren't isn't there a chance that somebody there knows who you are? Right? I bump into people at the Jazz game all the time. Right. There's twenty thousand people in the, in one building. There's there's somebody that knows someone who knows you at the least. Right. So that's where you're going on your date with with your girlfriend who's not your spouse. I don't I don't get it. But anyway, this moron was was. You know, playing a little tonsil hockey, and then the anyway, you can definitely see he knows he's in trouble. Well, Austin, he's gone to Facebook because he got called out online, you know, because there was a video of it. Uh, so since getting called out, he has taken to Facebook and Instagram to tell tell his story. Here's what he said: "Quote." If it was a woman in my place, what would you do? He writes, various videos have been circulating of unfaithful women, but they haven't been made fun of as much as me. I hope you never have to be in my position. I'm going to defend my honor and my pride as a man until the end. So just you're sure this is his real. (laughs) That sounds so fake. (laughs) I don't. Who, mean, this sounds like voicemail resume guy. Maybe it is. I don't know. But I. But I. Gotta, Instead of taking his medicine, be like, yeah, I'm a dirtbag. Yeah, he makes it a sexism issue and, and says, leave me alone. <laughs> He's going down the. I'm defending my honor as a man. Yeah. No, I don't think this is the right. If I were a woman, you wouldn't be care. What? I don't think that's the right argument for you, pal. <laughs> I. I really don't. Wow. I I hope that uh, I hope it's over for he and his spouse. Yeah. So, well, and then he added later in the he said, I'm really sorry. And that's why I've come out in public to comment on this nonsense. So I can ask you to forgive me. I'm so confused, but I want to get you back. So he he wants to stay with his his uh, look, his his spouse. But but maybe don't go with the whole the only reason I'm in trouble here is because I'm a guy. I don't think that's the I don't think that's the right direction. Uh, nope. to, to take in this whole situation. It, it, uh, there are any reaction, any way you would go, that's the last one you would ever even think to, to try and be he like, here's what will fix it. He would have been better off going. Let me wave the male flag around here. He would have been better off going with, that was my cousin. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, or th- I, I had a lot to drink. I, I made a mistake. I, I didn't know her. I got caught up in the moment on the big screen. Something else. Anything. Anything else. I was abducted, abducted by aliens. Anything. I was forced there by by a drug lord. Uh, Anything you got other than I'm a man. What do you want from me? Leave me alone. See, going with nothing. I have needs, Jake. <laughs> nothing would have been better. <laughs> Blaming. There are other women that are cheating on their spouses in video form out there. How come I'm the only one getting made fun of? And it's like, because you got caught at a soccer game game you moron unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable he deserves every bad every bad uh, comment that comes his way you know what it did remind me of did you ever see the uh the modern family where uh, our boy phil was with glory at the laker game yes and, uh, went the on the kiss, kiss me, camp uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> not good not good. No. Hmm. But you know what, man? There's, there's lots of stuff that you can do on a date that's not going out in front of thousands of people and running the risk of, of being discovered on television or otherwise. Right. This this segment not brought to you by Ashley Madison, so no. we won't tell you how. No. And no. I've never even given it a thought, Jake, of how to, to go, but I know that that's not how you do it. You know, I wouldn't call myself a popular person, but I would say that there is a significant chance I'm going to run into somebody I know at said sporting event. Right. Or who knows someone that knows you. <laughs> 
Especially with Facebook these days. Oh, man. Unbelievable. I'm going to show you this video during the break, Austin, because he, this guy goes from, yeah, I'm kissing Time a, of cute, his life. a cute girl to, oh, boy, I'm in real trouble. What's my Facebook password? And then I'm going to need to defend my honor. His next, his next reaction is, we're just doing this because I'm a man. What do you want from me? <laughs> I got hormones. <laughs> if right. I were a girl, this wouldn't be a problem. All right, coming up next. Shut up. We're going to uh, talk some Utah Jazz basketball. We're hopefully going to be joined by Craig Bowler-Jack. So stay tuned. It is the Big Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.